Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Do you remember the old, I know you do, the old Abbott and Costello bit? Who's on first? Remember this? Who's on first? What's on second? No, who's on? All that kind of stuff. Remember the old routine? I tell you, the modern equivalent to that is who's paying for this? Who's going to pay for this? I don't know if you saw Peter Ducey of Fox News asking... Um, Corinne Jean-Pierre, who, remember originally I said had resisted resisted some of the tactics and just <laughs> outright deception and just completely buying into the lies, the old George Costanza approach, which is, Jerry, it's not a lie if you believe it. I mean, Corinne Jean-Pierre at one point she had trouble at the in this position as press secretary because she couldn't she couldn't commit to some of these things she was telling the american people some of the questions really just asked by peter Ducey because he's really the only one that presses this white house on anything but some of her responses you could tell she just couldn't hardly get herself to say it well apparently she's over it apparently she's over concerns for that she's had some conversations with Jin Saki or someone to tell them the George Costanza approach, which is, Corinne, it's not really a lie if you believe it. If you believe that you answer the question about who's going to pay for the forgiveness of student loan debt, if you think that by saying we've got a great plan answers that question, if you say that long enough, if you talk about the so-called Inflation Reduction Act or some other nonsensical thing happening in Washington, D.C., if that somehow makes you believe in your heart that that answers the question, then it's not really a lie. Someone's telling her that because I've got a soundbite that, I mean, it it felt like, it feels like you're in an Abbott and Costello bit, the who's on first bit. Anyway, welcome to the program, my friends. I'm your host, Todd Huff. As most of you well know, email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Also, you can text us. You can also call the Huff Hotline. Leave us a message. Make it count. That's all I got to say. You got to make it count. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And so you make sure you throw some lavish adoration and praise in there and uh, to catch this host's attention and just make it count. I've had some people who didn't. Most, most of you do. But on occasion, I've got some folks who just aren't up to the task. That text number, by the way, or... The Huff Hotline, 317-210-2830, 317-210-2830. So I want to play this soundbite first and foremost today. But again, we're kind of continuing our conversation from yesterday. Yesterday we talked about, well, the stupidity of the for Biden's decision to forgive student loan debt of 10, we're told 10,000, maybe up to 20,000. No one ever knows what the real numbers are 
for anything. Although the numbers, um, the numbers for what this costs, depending upon who you ask, is five hundred. I've seen three hundred billion. That's on the low side, three hundred to three hundred and thirty billion with a B. I've seen five hundred billion, kind of in the, I guess in the middle, and beyond that. I've seen numbers where, I mean, we're getting close in some instances to the 900, we're getting close to a trillion dollars in some of these, some of these, a trillion dollars. But hey, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters in this, in this world. All that matters is Trump's not out there tweeting. And I guess Biden's got his aviators on looking cool. Can't get his arm in his jacket when he steps off. Air Force One or whatever, falls going up the stairs, falls going down the stairs, has to shake hands with the air, no one's there, has to be given cheat sheet notes and so forth as to tell him when he's supposed to stand up and who he's supposed to say hi to, where he's supposed to wave and smile to the camera. He's barely able to answer questions about his favorite type of ice cream. This is the reality that we face here in 2022. Um... But this time it's not it's not Biden who's in the hot seat. I mean it is by extension, but it's really his press secretary, Corinne Jean Pierre. So again, in a continuation of talking yesterday about just how terrible of an idea. It, logically, I, folks, the only reason, the only reason that someone is in favor of Biden and his unilateral decision, which I contend definitely is not the way. I mean, we're in territory that the founders would not have dreamed in their wildest imagination. That This would be an utter nightmare for the founders. First of all, the idea that these loans for college would be government, you know, involved with our government, and then the president of the United States can arbitrarily forgive the debts, putting that burden onto the taxpayer on top of, well, either directly on the taxpayer or on American consumers in the form of inflation. That's the only two places that this month, that's the only two way that this monstrosity of a new entitlement can be paid. If if the person who is forgiving the debt is not going to require the person who owes the debt to pay it, then typically, typically in a world where the lender is a private individual or a business or whatever, that business would just eat it. They would write it off, as Kramer says in Seinfeld. Do you know what a write-off is? No, I don't, but they're the ones writing it off, according to Cosmo Kramer. And so this is, this is typically how it, it would be done. The business or the individual would just gracefully say, "You've lend, I've lended you money. I have decided I'm not going to require you to pay it back, and I'm going to take the loss." So, who paid for it? The lender. So, who's the lender? Who's the lender um, when the federal government is involved and the federal government is in this in the loan business? Well, the lender becomes the American taxpayer. So, Joe Biden, as apparently the just man who can do anything with his cell phone and pen like President Obama simply declares that these no longer 
are going to be owed. And as I stated ever so eloquently yesterday, and will state ever so eloquently today, the purpose of this is 100%. I saw even Nate Silver. Nate Silver must have been listening to this program and realized that it's undeniable. It is as clear as the noonday sun on a cloudless day in the middle of the desert. It is that clear that this is a voter buying scheme, a scheme to buy votes from the American, from from people who borrow money for college. And it's a $10,000 buy-off. It's like the mobs involved here. $10,000, maybe $20,000. What does it take? What does it take to get your vote? What does it take? What does it take to get your vote after we've put you through metaphorical hell here by destroying the economy, making your dollar worthless, destroying your children's education, destroying um, whatever sort of law and order existed along the southern border. It's totally been destroyed. The value of the dollar has been destroyed. Afghanistan was a debacle. I mean, it's an all-out dumpster fire. There is nothing, literally nothing, that this administration should be proud of, literally nothing that is working in the favor of the American people right now. Now, so they say, hey, here's $10,000 or $20,000 in basically free money. Now, it's just going to come off your bottom your bottom line on your debt. Um, we're not going to mail you a check. I told Oz I wouldn't pa- put it past them to try to just send people checks to say, go ahead and pay these off. Um, but assume, we assume, ostensibly, they're going to just take money out off of the amount owed. And this this apparently is going to be a massive number of people, again, um, numbers approaching a trillion with a T, a trillion dollars, depending upon who puts the estimates for the total cost together. And whoever puts the cost together for the government, you can pretty much rest assured that those numbers are low every time. They are always low. So anyway, so this is a scheme to buy votes. This is a scheme to change the narrative. And this is a scheme, as is virtually everything else, that this White House touches and definitely the radical left and definitely the media. It is a scheme to confuse, to change the narrative, to misinform, to, well, to try to get people to have a political response to a story. This is buying votes 100%. Biden and his White House are trying to buy votes. And again, as I said, even Nate Silver has agreed in theory with that concept. This is a scheme to buy votes. Again, I ask you, is this what the founding fathers? Take the take the political philosophy out of it, the worldview philosophy out of it, the role of government out of it, which are big things, by the way. The founders would have been against this sort of thing for lots of reasons that I'm skipping over. But ask yourself, do you really believe that the founders of this country would have wanted a president to have the power to effectively buy votes for his party in the months leading up to the midterm election? Does that seem remotely like people who have a brain, anything like people who have a brain would put together? Does that sound even somewhat similar to what they would have crafted? The answer, of course, is unequivocally No. So, 
what I want to do here is I want to take a timeout. Look at this. I am right on time. Oz didn't even tell me yet it's time to take a break. She's over here. I'm more aware of the time right now than she is. She's so used to me, so so used to me blowing through this first break, but I'm gonna abide by this first break and take it. And when we get back, I want to play. It's a long exchange between Peter Ducey of Fox News, Corinne Jean Pierre of the well, the disinformation. Um department at the White House is the only thing I can think to call this. I want you to listen to her complete inability to answer the question, just like we're in a Abbott and Costello bit, who is on first, the question that she is refusing to answer or to answer with words that have any meaning whatsoever is who is paying for this? Who is paying for this? Corrine Jean-Pierre, who is paying for this? President Joe Biden, who is paying for this? Mainstream media, who is paying for this? Because there is a cost, and the people who have loaned out the money is, well, by definition, that group is the federal government who is funded by the American taxpayer, which means, by extension, we are the ones who have, quote-unquote, forgiven the debt through... (laughs) through the arbitrary decision of one Joseph R. Biden. And so now we're going to have to be the ones to eat it. That's the bottom line. We have to pay for this. She won't say that. Instead, she wants to talk in utopian terms and in terms that just gets people to focus on the fact that their vote is being bought without telling them their vote, uh, vote is being bought, just telling them how great and wonderful this White House is how the Democrats have navigated successfully just all sorts of pitfalls and dangers that have been created by the Republican Party. And here it is. The solution is to give away free money, ten to $20,000 per American borrower for education. So what an unmitigated disaster this is. This is wrong on so many levels. There are times, look, I am understanding of people who have different perspectives. I can usually try to see it through their eyes and think, okay, I don't agree with it, but I can see how they get here. Folks, the only way, hear me say this, the only way, I'm, this is, I am convicted 1000% about this. The only way someone can be in favor of this is for personal gain. That is the only reason, either for political gain for the politicians or for personal financial gain for the people who are defending this. This is inexcusable. This is precisely what we do not need any more of in this country, especially when it's been so financially mismanaged and such a a just disastrous. It's so disastrous. It is so far, so far from the principles and precepts and foundations upon which the liberty of this nation was built and we are heading straight into, well, economic hell over this, if I can be as candid as to say that. Quick timeout is in order, though, my friends. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. If if you are driving, I know that this, um, well, I try not to say I try not to say the day because I know people listen at different times, um, so it may not a- apply when they listen if they listen to this over the weekend. But many of you are driving into work 
um, on Friday when you're listening to this. And this this has the potential. This clip from Corinne Jean Pierre and Peter Ducey. This has the potential of making you of ruining your Friday is is what I'm telling. And, and we're gonna lighten the mood here too as we as we do ever so fantastically on this program. But this is look, this is serious stuff. I mean, the you hear you hear terms in Washington D.C. The Republicans have a war on women, the war on what the LGBT community, the war on this, the war on that. But I tell you, the real war, the real war is on truth, and the real war is being waged by the left, the radical, the the godless radical left, the uh, the the politicians, and honestly, there's there's plenty of blame to go around there. If I'm being candid, but I think it's a hundred percent of the radical left, and not quite there for for maybe other groups. I'm not defending it. I'm simply saying we've got to. This is what we have to work with. But the truth is, that's what the war is on. And when you listen to this exchange, you're going to see, and you already know a lot of this, but you're going to see right before your very, I'm going to say ears. You're going to hear how about that before your very ears, just how, just why that's the case. You're going you're gonna to have an example here of how truth is under assault. And it's through this exchange is a perfect example. You have a very straightforward and simple question being posed numerous times. And I'm not playing the whole thing. This thing's in total like three minutes. I'm just going to play, I don't know, a minute or so of this stuff. And I want you to listen to this. And I want, for those of you that have seen or heard the old Abbott and Costello routine of who's on first, I mean, this sounds very similar to that it's it's political speak you know it's it's taking the abbott and costello bit from the early whatever the 1900s and applying it to today in politics and this would be the closest thing that i can think of in modern times that fits that that mold so here it is this is peter ducey of fox news asking white house spokesperson Corinne Jean-Pierre, who until this point in time has had trouble believing her own lies, believing the, the the nonsense she's got to get up and you know spew at the microphone. She's taken, again, lessons. She might have watched some old Seinfelds and really studied how George Costanza, uh, Costanza pulled this off because she's really sold out here, she, or she's bought. She has bought into the fact that it's not a lie if you believe it. Just listen to this exchange. And ask yourself if it's any wonder Washington, D.C. has created all these problems for the American people. A very simple and straightforward question here that Peter Ducey is asking here. Here is the exchange. Again, here's what we have done. Here's what here's a lot about how much it might cause, it might not cause. Who is paying for this? What we are saying is the the work that this Uh administration has done, the work that the Democrats in Congress has done, is actually there. And you see that the 1.7 trillion uh, deficit in deficit uh, Uh deduction that you see is is going to benefit us in being able to do something for the middle class, to do something for the middle class. 
This is about doing something for people who make less than $125,000. $1.7 trillion. That's what we've been able to do. But when you forgive debt, you're not just disappearing debt. So but, who is paying for but, this? And then I'll give you the second part. The second we part of the answer the pause, that didn't right? exist. We're going to lift the pause uh, at the end of this year, which is going to matter, right? Which is going right. to offset uh, a lot of what, what we're doing as well. Mm -hmm. uh, when you think about the, the $4 billion that are going, that's going to go back uh, into, as, as revenue, back into uh, this process of folks uh, paying, paying, right, their college tuition, that matters as well. So we are doing this in a smart way. Very, we are doing obviously. this in a way that's going to be effective. Mm -hmm. uh, we are votes. doing this in a way that keeps to the president's promise on giving mm -hmm. people who need some breathing room, who need some breathing room. I just, I just laid out. I just. So he's still asking, who's paying for it? Who? And she says, I just laid out. She didn't answer anything. I think what she's trying to say, she, she normally consults her binder and reads verbatim from the binder. I think maybe she should have done that here, although I'm guessing based upon the logic and reasoning of this White House, that wouldn't have helped much either. I think what she's trying to say is this administration and the Democrat Party has saved the American people so much money. They've cut so much waste and they've raised taxes on people. We're going to be cutting the deficit, so we're going to use, I guess, these massive windfalls that we don't have. I mean, I'm not saying any of this is true. I think this is what she's trying to say. She can't even articulate. She cannot articulate the, the whole, the whole, <laughs> the entire success when you're a, well, I hate this. I do. I really hate to say these things, but the facts, I, I, I think, bear this out without any question. When you are a professional sophist, when you are a professional deceiver, when you want people to conclude things based upon your web of lies and half-truths and delusions, you have to stick with the script at least. You have to at least lay it out. I, I don't know what she laid out here. Peter Ducey, if you could see, and you can, of course, you can't see when you're listening on the podcast or radio or internet radio, wherever you're listening, but... His face pretty much sums up exactly what my face is doing right now, which is what in the world is she talking about? And she acts, she acts appalled that Peter Ducey didn't accept the first part of her answer. You may have forgotten. I'm, I know you haven't. But it's quite possible that someone out there has forgotten the original question, which was pretty straightforward. Who is going to pay for it? You're talking about what it costs, you know, or how you know how much it's saving money, this and that, whatever. You're talking about providing things that have a cost. Who is paying for it? Who? That requires that you identify the person, the groups of people, the you know, is it is it businesses? Who's paying for this? Do you expect? Um, I mean, OPEC to write. Biden a check? Do you expect aliens to come down and drop gold here at the doorstep of the White House? What? Who's paying for this? That was the question. And instead, we had the equivalent of a who's on first bit between Abbott and Costello. And the joke's on the, joke's on the American people, though. The joke's on the American taxpayer. This is purely, without any question whatsoever, a scheme to take taxpayer dollars to buy votes for the Democrat Party, 
folks, this, a lot of people get misunderstand when they, when they hear me say, well, not a lot. Most of you get it. Occasionally, I get some people who maybe miss the point on conservative, not bitter. It doesn't mean that we don't get fired up. It doesn't mean that we are just along for the ride. It means that we don't hate those who disagree. We actually believe in the power of persuasion. We actually believe in the power of the ideas. We actually believe in truth, and we believe that when we can shine truth, that it is an unstoppable, powerful force. But the problem is you're trying to shine truth on a situation when you're dealing with someone who wants to operate in darkness. That's what's going on here. That's what this White House wants. That's what this today's Democrat Party wants. That's what the media wants. They want people acting in darkness. They want people only seeing what they're telling them to see, and they want people to see right now that Democrats care. Oh, they care. They care so much that they're taking $10,000 off of your balance on your student loan, something that, by the way, you signed up for. You put your name on the dotted line you committed to, but now someone else is footing the bill for this, and that's somehow some great moral feat. I mean, to me, there's literally no... None, not even an iota of justification for this. If you once you take out the personal, well, the selfish personal reasons, either the person who implements uh, implemented it wants to have political benefit from it, and the people who are receiving it want the financial benefit from it. There is your rationale. There is nothing more. It is no more. It is not even a millimeter deeper than that. That is it. There is no justification for this. But they're peddling it and pretending like they're answering answering questions here that they're not answering. Peter Ducey's face of confusion listening to this nonsense is much the same as mine, which I'm guessing is much the same as yours as well, and other people all across the fruited plain who listen to this nonsense. A quick timeout's in order. When we come back, I want to continue this. Got some other things I want to get to, into. I'm not going to listen to any more of this Corrine Jean-Pierre junk, but we'll do some... Get into some other parts of this as well. Sit tight, my friends. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Oz is over here causing all sorts of Facebook face-offs. That's what I call these situations on the social media platform Facebook. She's got some Facebook face-offs going about this issue of student loan debt forgiveness and repayment by you for someone else. And I want to say this too. My friends, here it goes. This will get me in trouble with some, but I think that this is 100% accurate. So as such, I if it's true, I I mean, I don't I don't care if it upsets somebody because I think it needs to be said. And I think it's this. Those who shout and scream the most about, quote, sharing the wealth, about saying things like the one percenters, paying your fair share, all that kind of stuff. I think the ones, and I'm not saying that you can't ever say those things or think some of those things or have questions about how some of these uh, individuals behave. That's not my point. But I think the ones who scream the most about sharing the wealth are, in fact, the most selfish people of all. Telling someone else, ordering, demanding someone else share with you, by definition, my friends, is a, an act of selfishness. I mean, that's precisely what it is. Now, I want to differentiate here as well between demanding someone do something that you want 
versus coming to someone in true need. Because the people that I know and the people that I have, you know, read about or seen in action or seen the results, oftentimes we don't even know who these people are. They act anonymously. But if you're in true need and not just wanting your obligations, that's what this is, your obligation. That's what you promised to pay back on your college when you were, again, I say you, that's not you specifically. But when someone uh, someone says, I'm going to college and, in fact, Oz has encountered some people who said I was basically they were too stupid to understand they were going to have to pay the money back effectively, which I mean, which again, does that not undermine our education system? And who, by the way, is pushing college? Go to college, go to college, go to college. It'll pay for itself. Go to college. That's not, by the way, what I think. And I think people this here's a novel concept as well for 2022. People are individuals, not not all having to go down the same path, not classified by their color of their skin or by their religion, by their gender, by their sexual orientation, by what gender they think they are. They're defined by the content of their character, who they are, who we are, who we all are. So there's a difference between needing something and going to someone in humility um, at a time of need, whether that's to a church, a nonprofit. I People understand that. That is that is different. But you shouldn't go with an entitlement. And again, you shouldn't go with shame. I mean, things happen. I think everybody has been in a position where their circumstances were bigger uh, than, than they are. Uh, I've, I've certainly been overwhelmed and in predicaments before um, as over the past seven years as we've grown and invested and, you know, just struggled through this this process. It's been worth it but it's also been it's it's been difficult to do too um no one's entitled or i'm not entitled to anyone else's uh good graces or whatever and to speak from a position where you think where a person thinks where a leftist thinks that someone owes them something something because they want something that they think costs more than they think it should cost um really what that means is that you probably shouldn't buy it. If it's not worth what you're willing to pay for it or what you have available, then it's not worth buying. You can't say, well, it's only worth this much to me, but I still want to do it, and someone else is going to pay for it. But That's effectively what we've had happen here. People have signed on a dotted line. There, there, There's literally what amortization schedules. You can see you're going to owe this much money for this much time. Okay, sign the dotted line. Wait a minute. I thought I was going to come out of school making $250,000. Turns out I can only make forty or whatever. Okay, fine. Well, I mean, who's telling kids to borrow massive amounts of money? That's my first question. But the bottom line is there is no legitimate. I'm telling you, there is no legitimate reason for forgiving the student loan debt. As Rush Limbaugh used to say, the great Rush Limbaugh, hat tip to the great Rush Limbaugh, zip, uh, zip zero nada. The only reason, the only reason, as I said earlier a couple of times, I'm going to say it again, the only reason to want to forgive this is because of selfish gain. For the politicians, it's for political gain. For the borrowers, it's for financial gain. That is it. It is not the slightest bit deeper. That is it. If there's anything added to this, it is because the mind will justify what the heart desires. That comes from the mind trying to come up with excuses, reasons, 
etc., as to why what they really want should be the desired outcome. This is where we are, my friends. This is where we are. So, timeouts in order. Oz has pointed to the clock. She would be correct. I'm going to take a break, come back, and again, I've got more stuff to say about this. So tight, my friends. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Just going through the silliness of this whole thing with the forgiveness of student loan debt. Of course, Corinne Jean-Pierre's nonsensical response, still waiting for her to pretend to answer the simple question of who's paying for this. The truth is we all are going to pay for this. We're all going to pay for this. In fact, if you stop and think about it, those who are cheering for these debts to be forgiven, they've really just had their debts restructured. They've really just had their debts restructured. Now, of course, part of that restructuring is to have someone else pay them, at least in part, but they're still going to pay for some of these for some of this. How are they going to pay for this? Well, if there's no direct increase in taxation, the only other place, the only other place that the money can come from is through inflation, where the government, through the Fed, produces enough money to pay for this stuff, but in producing more money than the G, the corresponding GDP the output of the old the, the entire economy by producing more money more dollars than the economy is outputting they're creating more dollars than the economy has created naturally therefore watering down the market with too many dollars again why did they print them because or why did they technically it's not necessarily printing the dollars anymore it's hitting a button and having it sent to a bank or what have you. But the bottom line is still the same. They've they've authorized or created too much to cover the cost of the bill that they agreed to pay by forgiving by forgiving the debt they agreed to pay. Actually they agreed to have you pay for it and for me to pay for it. But even the folks who are having their debts repaid are going to pay for this in some way, shape, manner, or form back through inflation. When gas goes, you know, when when the, the cost of other products and goods and things that we rely on, again, are hit with inflationary pressures, they'll pay that money back that way, that way as, as well. But I, I do think, I want to hit on this in the time we have remaining really quickly here. Um, I think that... This whole scenario, and there's other things I want to get to, I just don't have the time. But this scenario actually, in my opinion, highlights something that I have um, said on this program for a long time. I think it's one of the it's one of the universal truths of how the media and the radical left are trying to get people to think about problems, to think about society in general and it is this and i i think i i think this is important to really accept and try to understand because in understanding this i think i think one can be more effective at understanding 
how to deal with people who believe this silliness. And the truth is this. The truth that they try to, it's not a truth, it's, it's a lie, but what they want you to believe or come to accept either consciously or unconsciously is this. We are all responsible collectively for the actions and consequences of society, but none of us are directly responsible for ourselves. I think this is a foundational pillar of the radical leftist ideology. So let me say that again. They teach, they believe, they want you to believe and me to believe, whether this is consciously or unconsciously, but they want us to all feel guilty. I mean, look at look at climate change, uh, for for example. You know, they they want us to see some massive collective problem that you know, individually, it really doesn't matter, but it's collectively, right? So we can kind of shame our neighbors if they drive a large pickup truck or an SUV. That's kind of the implied, uh, well, what some people take from that. So in this case, they really tell people, you're not responsible for a loan that you've taken out, but we as society are responsible for where the cost of education has what it's reached overall, and that is false. You know who's the, the people responsible for this? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know some don't want to accept this. I'm thinking about the leftists who may be tuned in here today, and they listen to propaganda every day. That their their worlds are going to be rocked from some of this stuff. <laughs> but the truth is, the people who drive up the cost of education are the people who want to provide funding for education. In fact, do you see all the money and all of the, um, what do you, the, the endowments that these colleges sit on? They have bazillions of dollars, but yet instead of using that to help drive down tuition or whatever, they take the money from the taxpayer and keep the endowment intact. I've seen articles already that says this is going to certainly drive up the cost of tuition. Of course it will. When you create in the minds of people that no matter what something costs, it's worth it, and that someone else is going to pay for it, my friends, obviously, there is no downward pressure on the cost of education right now. So quick time out. Just running out of time here. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friend. I'm out of time, but I am going to pose a question here at the end. And I look, this is not – I know that this is an individual question, but I, I do think – I do think that we should all, those of us who have kids, grandkids, whatever, and are concerned about their futures, is is college worth it? Is it necessary for what they want to do? What about trade schools? And there's a lot of risk with some of these things. And I've seen some horror stories of kids that went away and changed. And, I mean, I don't know. They I'm not saying that's the only way, right? I just think we have to be involved and intentional and give our kids ways to stop some of the nonsense they're exposed to. But I'm just out of time. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back at it on Monday. SDGC then.